Welcome to the podcast, season six, episode four. And today we're going to talk about somebody who wants to get into fitness and nutrition but can't necessarily afford a coach. So we're going to give you some basic information on that. But before we do, Annie is going to tell us about the grueling, <laughs> grueling final stretch before his competition because what he's doing yeah. is insane and it just shows you what it takes it's to a... be a bodybuilder and yeah it is next level i, I find it very motivational uh andy tell us yeah. what are you doing yeah. how long have you I got work hard. Uh, it is hard work like, as i said to ollie but you know i'm not going to complain because i made the choice to prep so this is all my my choosing <laughs> actions are my choosing so yeah that two hours of cardio a day Hour in the morning, fasted, hour before bed. Then 20,000 steps in the course of the day. Constantly moving. Plus, I'm on 1,800 calories. Plus training. Plus training. Um, so I have 90 grams of carbs total, including my vegetables and my intra carbs. Um, protein's still high. Um, fats and low-ish, 50 grams, you know? mm. So, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to be as active as I can. And I've got the posing practice as well. So, what happens is this. My day goes a bit like this. I wake up, 6 a.m., get on my swim. Um, shower, weigh myself, start work. You know, I'm drinking fluids in this time. Um, and then, you know, do work, push my first meal to 10-ish until hunger's just too much and then I'll eat and then, you know, I have to, every hour I have to walk, you know, at least 2,000 steps, something of free, um, lunchtime walking, and then, you know, when my day finishes, I get into the gym, do a gym session, go grab the, finish my gym session, grab the dogs, go for a 10k walk, in case that walk, um, it's usually dark by this point, so I'm out in the bush walking in the dark, which isn't ideal, but, you know, the dogs are pretty big, so, um, well, that's huge, is big. Um, so we walk, get home, see how many more steps I got, put some food on, walk around, while it's heating up, eat, feed the dogs, um, do some more cardio. An hour. Then I'll eat. Well, so normally split my evening cardio two, oh, okay. um, two sessions if I can. So I like to eat, do one. Yeah. Then sit down for, for um, ten minutes, eat again, back on the bike. Then posing practice. Then shower and fall into bed. Been style all again the next day. Wow. I mean, everyone is different, but you know, I think that last, the last couple of weeks are pretty grim for most people. Um, but that is, that's yeah. If you, if you are thinking of prepping, yeah. you've got to be prepared, I guess, to you know, go that extra mile. Yeah, it, it, it also depends on your physique because mm. some guys like if you're a really full guy, you can get away with probably a little leanness yeah but i'm not particularly full looking and that's why we couldn't come in too hard in the early days because we want to flatten out 
too early yeah. and cause problems. So um, we push it all to the end. Um, it's not something I would want to do with clients. I'd rather bring someone in early, reverse reverse diet them into a show. Yeah. But you know, sometimes that's how the body responds. And, you know, yeah. And the body's really ticking along nicely now. It's all firing and it's, you know physique looks decent. Um, you know. Two weeks ago, I think I looked behind. Yeah. But it's just, you know, sometimes that's how the body is. It's holding on to stuff, and you've just got to, you know, wrestle with it a bit. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. One prep is never the same as the other one. It always just goes, they're, they're all so different. And uh, you find some people trying to mimic the previous prep when uh, the body is not responding. And that's when uh, things go wrong. <laughs> yeah. You gotta change it up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, the hardest thing is forgetting things. Like, because of the low carb, like, oh, forget yeah. what I'm saying sometimes. I'll be in a meeting at work and be like, uh. Luckily, because yeah. of, you know, I'm no wrestling company, there's teams to do the actual work. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> do they know yeah, what you're so, doing? Hmm? Do they know what you're doing? Like the, the yeah, 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 but yeah, well, the, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, my coaching clients, that's fine because I generally, you know, I always laugh because. You know, when I prepare calories down, I'm like, don't worry, you, you know, you're half the weight of me, yet you want more calories than me, so don't, 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 don't complain. Don't yeah. <laughs> you'll be okay. Yeah, 1800. Wow, that's that's tough, Andy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's what I'm good. You know, it's all good. Yeah. As I said, it's of my choosing. Oh, yeah, this why I say there's no point whinging about it because yeah. if you choose to prep, you choose to prep. and and you, you play that card you're dealt with. And if that mm. means you've got to do two hours of cardio to get the body working and lose the fat, then you do two hours of cardio, yeah? Yeah, no, it, it's so true. Whatever whatever way you're going in your fitness journey, that's building muscle or losing fat, yeah. you've made that choice. It's your responsibility. I mean, yeah, you can have a bit of a whinge, but at the end of the day, you've got to put in the work. So if you don't, that's on you. Mm. Um, and like yeah. bodybuilding is the ultimate because you'll be on stage, your body is being judged. <laughs> that's stage of fair pants. Yeah. And right. you know, everyone up to you. So if you look, there's that meme photo of a really pale guy that shape with all the bodybuilders. <laughs> and yeah, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be that guy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the Arnold's is a big show. Yeah. So it's huge. I mean, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. as I said to you, the good news is. I'm showing early in the day, morning, so yeah. you know, it gives me lunch, dinner, stay in the hotel at night, and you know, so I get to eat early. It's not like yeah, you sit around starving all day and you compete in fullness and you nip. Internet is bad. PM. Mm. You know? Well, Just get it, get it done, get out of the way. What date is it? Second. That's so soon. Yeah, well, it's like yeah. Saturday. Three weeks. Three wow. weeks yesterday. Wow. Well, when we get a bit closer, maybe you can sort of share where people can watch you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Representing Kenya. Early morning. It'll be seven here. So 
is good for a Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. So you guys, yeah, you guys, like, it'd be nine there, so it'd be, what, 11? What we can do, we can do, like, a live podcast. Like, we'll be watching you, and then we'll be recording. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to do it. That'd be so cool. We could do it behind the scenes with you. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. I mean, like, then I'm a bin bag, just... Dreaming about even hot cross buns. Yeah. That's what first thing I'll post show. Yeah, but it's it's nice. You wake World up. World record six in three minutes. Oh my gosh. That is zero zero uh, mastication going on there. That's down the hatch. But it'll be nice. You wake up one meal and then just chill and wait for for the show. That's exactly. That's yeah, if you, same hotel. That's if you Never get to meal. sleep. Because I know that the night before sleep just doesn't. Uh, it's just well, not it's the like same. Yeah, it's like any competition. I think it's going to be one of those places where... Yeah, but you're hungry. I'm still doing cardio the night before. Yeah, you're hungry. But, you know, I'm hoping the extra carbs that help me Yeah. The southern meat feed carbs make me sleepy. It'll be good. No, that's cool. Nice. Right, well... I'll fill up by Wednesday and probably be like, ooh, let's just cut the carbs. I guess. Oh, my God. It's okay, you'll be prepared, be prepared, it'll be good. Right, so let's get into our main topic. So if you are just starting your fitness journey and you can't necessarily afford a coach, we're just going to take you through how you can set up a basic program for yourself, common mistakes to avoid um, for both your fitness and your nutrition. Um, and I mean, it's, it's, it is a double-edged sword because there's a, there is so much information out there. You know, you, you can, you, you can get away not having a coach. Uh, like Andy said earlier, you, it might take you a bit longer, but there is so much good info out there. But on the other hand, there's just so much, it's just like paralysis by analysis. Or you're like, I don't know who to follow. And there are a lot of fit fluencers who you should not follow um so i guess we could also maybe at the end or we'll in the the description box we can list like some you know solid people to follow and get advice from and like who have really good youtube channels that you can watch um we will do that so i mean starting with training um i guess Gents, what are, what are your? Yeah, I think I think the important thing to, to really think is not one size fits all. So what you got to be clear with is what is your goal when you get to, you want to go training. Now for some people the goal is to get out of the house, socialise, have fun, yeah, and, and do something competitive. And then you should be looking for competitive elements. You know, there's nothing wrong with joining a football team, joining a, you know, whatever, a basketball team, tennis, go play tennis. You need to play exercise, but if you want to build muscle and you want to uh, change your physique, you know, my, my preference would be go to the gym. It wouldn't be CrossFit or, you know, functional training, what's it, F45. They're great if you want to get fit and they're great if you want to work on and things like Olympic lifting. These are amazing things, um, but they're not going to massively change your physique. Um, they may do if you're massively overweight and you want to not be overweight, but you know, any competitive, supportive environment's great. But 
if you want to build muscle, get leaner, do sort of body recomposition style training, you've got to look where um, there's years of you know research, well, anecdotal research and reality, which is a bodybuilding style training, you know. Mm-hmm. And within that there's different methodologies and you know, as you said, there's so much conflicting information on online. Um, even amongst the good guys, you know, you'll, you'll find someone like, you know, Mike Isretal versus Jordan Peters. I think Mike Isretal's awesome. He's a big proponent of reps and reserve, yeah. where sort of like Jordan will be more on the side of failure. failure. But one thing we do both have in common, and I think pretty much most coaches have in common, is intensity. Hitting things with um, as much intensity as you can, and that's the hard thing for us on starting. So, first thing to do is find a gym. Don't just join the first gym. Work out. You know, this is something I used to do. Where do you work? How close is a gym to work now or to your home? Because two things happen. If you've got to travel to a gym you're more likely to skip it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got to travel to work and it's right next to where you work, you're less likely to not go. Likewise, if you live next door to a gym, you're likely to go. You know, so in reality is I used to stick a gym, I used to always choose a gym close to work. So, you know, either after work go, because it's, you know, it's so nice. I used to go to Waterloo Station, there's a gym, just behind the station, my workplace was five minute walk from the station, so I had to go to the station anyway. This gym, I'm going to the gym, yeah. either before work or you know after work before my commute, um, and that's you know and that worked for me because I wasn't going to miss it. I didn't have to travel somewhere. Oh, gym's half hour away, you know, from somewhere you weren't going to go, and you're going to spend an hour traveling. It's okay if you only do the gym, but if you've got a job, family. You want to sort of limit time away. That's why I have a gym here now. You know, I, I'm, I don't have to go anywhere. Just wander across. Yeah. If it's pouring with rain, I might give it two minutes before I walk across just to let it ease up. You know, or put a jacket on. Across. Yeah. But yeah, but, and that's the reality. You know, first thing is to find a gym you feel comfortable with that's in a location where you can train. Any, uh, you know. I think that's such an under thought about point, you know, when people are, you know, thinking about gyms, it, yeah, having it fit monkey, in is... The monkey behind you, the monkey just over your shoulder, they're enjoying the sunshine. No, they're, they're actually oh, trying he's, to He's get looking in. in at Leon's bananas. Yeah, they yeah, Come on. <laughs> Please they, come, tell us they, about your functional fitness. They stole my uh, a whole bunch of bananas last week, so I'm sure they're back for back for more. Back for more. But, Banana games. Yeah, but Zuli Zuli is out there, so the the, the he's like, oh he's crap, <laughs> they're here. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. No, it makes a big difference that you're it's you're not going out of your way to a gym or anything like that. You can check price points. And then going back to like your first point about, you know, CrossFit and Olympic lifting, you know, then you do need a coach. That kind of 
those kind of lifts you don't want to teach yourself. I mean, yeah. you know, if you, if, you, if you're going that way, yeah, go for classes and that is more affordable than a one-on-one coach. But for that, you definitely need coaching. Um, yeah, and also more affordable than an injury you might give yeah. yourself. <laughs> yes, very yeah. true. Um, and so, yeah, I guess when you've, you've found your gym or if you've decided to invest in some basic equipment at home, you know, now is the time to, like Andy said before, decide on your goals. What are you going to focus on? And then come up with a, a program for yourself. And that is key because if you're just following random workouts, you will get random Randomly. results. So <laughs> yeah. you, you need to, I think, understand the basics of muscle building. And we have a whole podcast episode on that. Oh no, our power is gone. Uh, you, you might or might not have realized <laughs> we had a power cut on a Sunday morning. Who does that? Anyway, we are back. Um, and I think I was saying we have a podcast episode all about the basics of building muscle. You know, what it actually means and how you go about it. Because if you go into it blind it's very difficult to create a program or understand the why of a program and i'm sure if we could all go back that's what we would do is actually follow a program and not you know not just be jumping around or of you know i guess back back then you know there weren't fit fluences to follow no sort of you know save this workout and do it later kind of thing but um there was a great a great post uh, by, I think he's a colleague of Taryn's, and it was like, you know, one of the longest relationships of your life will be with your diet, so you might as well be an educated diet dieter. Um, and it's the same with your training. You might as well just take the time, if this is going to be something you're into, to just understand some of the basics. And then, and then from there, you know, go into either creating your own program or with the sort of people we recommend um, that you can follow, you know, they have eBooks, things like that, you know, where you can follow a really decent program. There's so much free information. I was saying this to somebody the other day. You know, when, like when I started training, you know, which is what, 25 years ago. Hang on, how old are So, um, you know, you literally bought Muscle Fitness, Sex Magazine, something like that, and you, you look what people are doing there. Um, you know, men's health or whatever, a bit later. You know, all just pointless training, but it was information. And I yeah. used to read every article and then, you know, try and follow some of programs, but they were not great because they were sensationalized because it was still media entertainment. Um, like, get big arms like Kai. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it doesn't do that. And it doesn't tell you how to do it, as in what intensity, what to do with, you know, drop sets and stuff. But now, there's so much information, like YouTube full of videos showing you how to execute an exercise, how, what intensifiers mean and how it should look. There's also stuff on Instagram. You know, there's podcasts. You know, know, we've been going, we've probably got 60... Five episodes to that, I think, on, on Apple Podcast. Yeah. And you think most of those are over an hour. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's like, you know, 
over at probably yeah over a hundred hours of free information. Free. Oh, sorry. I think uh, internet is just being crazy. I don't know if it's ours, Andy, but yeah. Yeah. So it's there is so much free info out there, um, and I think if yeah, if I could go back for sure, it would be to first of all focusing on the basic compound movement behind the scenes of uh, <laughs> podcasting in East Africa. Yeah, power, uh, well, internet was unstable again. But. So yeah, Andy Carf, you were saying there's a wealth of information and I was then saying... Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can get enough information and you can find what how to do exercises, you can find even whole programs online. There is that information. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think some of the first programs I did were so bad. It was like Bikini Buddy. <laughs> I, I, I think we, we were lucky oh, we had uh, Flex magazines at least. Even though it was super high volume, you were, you were always on some pro Olympian program, which is also. Probably doing bro splits. Definitely, yeah, started off with bro splits. same same thing and it's like how how are we able to do four to five working sets because you used to do your two three warm-ups and then four to five working sets on the compound that's already what eight sets in and we train six days a week and you're like wow how and it's a bro split so it's body part body part and you're back again and now i think if you did the same two weeks max before you're burnt out easily if you because i think you've already programmed what intensity you need to push at if you tried increase volume to a high volume approach with that 
your your CNS would would uh, would have to tell you you need to stop, <laughs> take a break, and but I agree yeah, with no, you. It's about that. Um, like I personally now have to be careful with my warm ups. Mm. If I do too much of a warm up, I don't get yeah. I don't get good set out of it yeah, because I've already tired myself out. Yeah. But as a song who's new, you know, you're almost better off in a lot of sense doing a little bit more volume or doing some straight sets just to get you into the the swing of a movement and everything, can I? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really does take a long time to learn intensity. I think I only really understood it last year. Um, and, and, and for some people it can be really hard because, you know, maybe their joints can't quite take that. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's all a bit sort of... Um, you know that that will depend on you. And again, if you are someone who has got injuries and things like that, then it might be worth working with a coach. Yeah. But yeah, so again, starting out, you don't need to start with a bro split. <laughs> um, yeah, if I could, if I could rewind, no. I'll go to full body training. You know, everyone says, "Oh, it's for beginners," but it's or, not. Full body training is pretty brutal. Yeah, and no, no, I was just going to say mm -hmm. now the. Bro split is called a pro split because it's yeah. once you've figured out what needs bringing up, you know, if it's carbs, if it's delts, you you have to go on a bro split so you yeah. can focus on this particular muscle. So I, I think it's the last split, uh, if I at think all. Full body sessions are great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. Full body sessions are great. I think everyone needs, even beginners. Just just a good full body session with good recovery, you will see amazing results to start with. Yeah, you don't need to train every day. Find That's what it, works, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, with your, your lifestyle, like, you know, three to four full body sessions a week. Yeah. You know, like Leon said, getting in enough rest. And with those full body sessions, you know, start start with your compound movements. And just, you know, you will need to spend time just working on your, you know, your skill with them. And yep, YouTube, there's lots of good sort of tutorials. You can film yourself and just really master those movements. Yeah, yeah I would, if I could go back, I would do full body sessions every other day. Mm -hmm. So train, day off, train, day off. Yeah. And maybe have a weekend off. Right, and then with that, um, start one with legs, one with upper, one with legs, one with upper. Mm -hmm. Just train four, four times in the week, and it's good for me. And, you, yeah. and it's not like you have to train like every single body part in a full body day. Well, what I mean by that is isolation. You know, you don't need to do sort of uh, like. What am I going to say? Like delts, triceps, biceps, like every single thing. But work on those compound movements um, first. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, as you get more experienced, then you can add in some of the sort of isolation ones. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, due to the nature of compound movements, it is tiring. Um, so that's why we say, like, full body training is, is brutal. <laughs> it yeah. is yeah and uh it's one very 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 big mistake beginners make which i i made for 
I'd say my first year of training is assuming you grow in training and forgetting about rest. Mm-hmm. So thinking four days a week of training, you'll be like, why when that guy in the magazine does six? You know, you, you, you always compare yourself and forget you're a beginner. Your body is not used to it. So recovery will do you so much good. And it's one yeah. thing every beginner, I think 99% of anyone who starts the gym forgets you need to rest to recover to, to grow. push and grow yeah and i guarantee that guy training six days a week even if he's a pro isn't going whole full ball on every session yeah no chance. Get it. no chance because it's just too hard to maintain that yeah. you know some people do that and do two sessions a day closer to competitions more just as output and they do one pump yeah. session one pump session that's what they yeah. um, but that's for a very short period very short period true, like true, two true. weeks max usually yeah it's, it's not like a three month program <laughs> but also when when you start out you know a lot of the stimulus is novel so you you know in a way you don't need to you know train as, as hard oh, yeah. necessarily as you know someone who is experienced so you know when you do start out it can be very motivating because you will see results pretty quick yeah um which is always exciting and then if you want to add cardio into that mix you know because it is it is good for your overall cardiovascular health you know do it either after your weights training or completely separately and again you don't need to do it every day um still good to get it in um, you know, and it can. You know what? I always put cardio in mm-hmm. my clients' programs. Yeah, you know, because of heart health, spread out across the week. You know, try give them an hour. You know. Yeah, and it can be. If one... I can, you know, build up to an hour maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, well, but whatever you enjoy, it doesn't have to be in the gym. Yeah, you know, it can true. be. It can be a bike ride yeah. outside. Doesn't have to be, that they. It's like cardio is cardio. It could be dancing. I always say to people, if you like dancing. Dancing, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like you it's said, you could, be, yeah. could just, be football with the boys, yeah. you know, touch rugby. So just don't overdo it. Yeah. Like a high session pads. So you know, the more you do something you enjoy, one, it becomes easy. Like to get that cardio in. Two, you'll burn lots of calories without even realizing. And you'll feel good. You get that dopamine and you'll feel great. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I, you know, my my view is always keep cardio in for some sort of heart health, even if you're trying to grow. Just be mindful because it allows you to eat more food as well. Mm-hmm. Reality is, yeah, you don't have to lower your food so much if you try to lose fat. If you're gaining weight, it means you can eat more food as well. But also, I think I did a post on this. Cardio is shown to increase uh, blood flow to muscles, which help muscles grow. So therefore, by you get more vessels growing as well. Yeah. So you get more blood into muscles, and you get, you know, therefore your muscles grow easier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get yourself a, a logbook and, you know, write what you yeah. do down because you do want to be trying to progress in weights, reps, sets, or form. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really important to log your process your progress yeah and you know you can do full body for even a year uh, 
and then generally from full body you can go to an upper lower split um that's yeah. what i would do yeah and then i think but also with a log book Don't get too hung up on strength straight away. Make sure you're working on that form first mm-hmm. and start working on that strength. Because I see so many people who are relatively young and new, they're more focused on adding weight Rich. to the bar yeah. and not improving their form, but they get some really bad habits and range mm-hmm. movement yeah, yeah, early true. on. And then we just keep compounding that. We end up injuries. You might not get an injury for three years, but you'll get an injury later because, yeah, uh, compounding a battle. Yeah, or, or you're sorry, you're not even going to get the most out of it. Yeah, I see so many young guys in the gym doing their half rep squats. Yeah. You're like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a, that's what I was going to say actually <laughs> about the. No, no, it's what I was going to say about yeah. the logbook actually. Yeah. And um, it's, 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 it just gives you. Because again, we we tend to sort of compare ourselves with pros, and you never see your favorite pro like well, depending on who you follow. Because most of the guys who actually do it still log their training till today, but a lot of them can train instinctively because they've been doing it, you know, 20, 30 years, 15, 20, 30. Yeah. But they still choose to log and first few years is is just like you said you know form um learning how to control the weight learning you know which movements work best for you your whatever your anatomical disposition is like just take it slowly the first year you're you're not trying to break prs you don't even really have a pr to chase so the logbook just works as those steps. You can go back and be like, oh, you know, I used to bench 50 with, uh, you know, maybe slowing it down this way. So now I'm at 60. Like it, it just gives you a sense of direction rather than you guessing, changing yeah. exercises every month uh, where you sit and you're like, oh, I saw Andy do another new chest exercise. I'm going to try it. So it just gives you direction rather than you get excited when you see people doing other stuff on their on their program so i think yeah it's a it's it's one of those it just gives you direction at first as a newbie so to speak yeah so you don't program jump like stick with your program (laughs) no you don't need to change it every four weeks you know we often stay with us for you know months before we change, so you really I, don't. I, I try to keep my class to 12, 8 to 12 weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I change it only, I tend to try and 8 for some, and then when, but I like to try and, if I can, if someone's not going to get bored, someone's happy ticking away, I'll keep it to 12. Yeah. Yeah. I change it. Yeah. Yeah, really change it up just because people do get quite bored. Um, mm. I'm so happy doing the same yeah, thing. That's a, yeah, that's the thing also. <laughs> but, yeah, it's some personal preference in there as well. Yeah. If you're getting bored, you know, you can change an exercise. But as we always say, you can keep the movement pattern. Yeah, exactly. Because I guess it depends on uh, what type of person you are, which is also something you should consider. If you're a person who, yeah, see, like Clear said... This is the thing. Like, when it to nutrition in there, I'm happy to save stuff over like, yeah. again. Bit food, bit training, just do the same. You know, I eat the same food 
day in, day out, off season to save his prep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're if you're the kind of person who gets bored then having rotations and um giving yourself at least eight to twelve weeks to change certain movement patterns because I, I think the compounds are the compounds you can only change them so much you'll, you'll eventually get back to it even if you start the hack squat in January yeah. <laughs> then try a pendulum or back. somehow you'll eventually yeah, you, can keep, you can keep the movement the same yeah. and just change things like net ranges mm-hmm. tensifiers maybe even play with the order mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not like you take chest workouts take a push workout right there's only so many chest exercises yeah. in front press so, some sort of pressing movement and some sort of fly movement or two of each maybe but you know you throw some triceps in some shoulders you know Pierre you know we're not going to vast I always say it's to, to cut don't expect vast changes in your programming but what I will have a lot of fun playing with is rep ranges and intensifiers. Yeah. Seeing which works best for people. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's when you're coaching yourself, that's what you've got to do yourself. You've got to keep the same exercises in and experiment with rep ranges to see what works best for you. If you keep changing the exercises, you'll never learn you know, which rep ranges and you know, intensifiers are working best for you, which ones you prefer. Yeah. So for, for a while, keep up the same thing, just change not one variable before changing lots of variables. Yeah. Because it is, which, well, I guess it's, I'm talking from experience and uh, I remember as a beginner, I would read about drop sets and next week drop sets are in my plan. Then I'll do them for a week or two and then I'll see oh pyramid sets are uh, standard I'll throw them in the following week I'll, you know you see something new and I'm like oh crap I'm gonna put a drop set here I'm gonna, oh, I'll make this a giant set and you just because you're a beginner and well there's no one to direct you you just assume you can do all these things and you want to make the best you see oh Ronnie Coleman oh he has drop set in his plan then you read about Sean Ray used to do this and <laughs> so as a beginner it's one thing you'll go through and like I say there's so much information you will get confused that that that's normal the thing is just for you to remember you can always include them over time as you find out which one works best for you yeah like don't need to complicate it in the beginning like just because they look funky you're like oh well like you know to grow i have to do drop sets or or rest pauses or this or that and like as you get more experienced and you need a new stimulus to grow your muscle then these things can become really useful but when you're starting out you can you can just have the basic what you call them linear sets yeah it can be like a a funny story i remember the first time i came uh, across the wader principles i can promise you my my training had all principles in the in my training like the, the, the sets, every single one was in my training because I was like they need to all be there for me to grow so I put 
every one of them somewhere in my training. So it's hard being a beginner. Everyone's done that at some point. <laughs> I, you know, one set, you've got drop sets, and then you're doing rest pause. Oh, jeez. You, you start with rest pause, as you can do no more, when you do a drop set, and then you get a partner to help you with force threats. Yeah. a good point as well like I think when a lot of people start out they're like oh well I must you know have a lot of muscle soreness otherwise nothing is working Mm -hmm. remember you don't because with full body if you're training every other day if you're absolutely running yourself into the ground you won't be able to train every other day so remember that you you some muscle fatigue and soreness is okay and you know especially when you're new to something you will feel that but you don't need to be chasing the doms at yeah, all yeah. because yeah full body is it's intense and if you're gonna train every other day or so you don't want to be having the doms yeah and i guess even as a beginner i remember one set will will do the damage because it's new it's new stimulus to your body so even if you start your full body with one to two sets of your compounds you will you will see a difference you don't have to go for the 10 sets and uh, crazy volume at first. Yeah. Sorry. That's, I think that's a really good point because full body, you will be doing quite a few exercises. Uh, you know, you don't, you probably won't yeah, have time be, to be doing exactly five sets of everything. <laughs> like, two. you know. Exactly. That's the thing. I think the big thing is to be a little bit sensible with your own programming. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep volume relatively high, don't make it crazy, learn the movements, become very proficient at the movements before trying to make it too much harder. Yeah. Mm. I say to think people just spend a bit of time learning the movement and slowly progressing after. Yeah. yeah. And then as always, hand in hand with your training is your nutrition. Um and I mean, we all follow a sort of calorie macro based approach of weighing food. And it is very useful to start with this, to give you an accurate idea of what you're eating, to learn about food, to learn about portion sizes, you know, and then from there, you don't have to do this forever, but it really gives you a solid foundation of knowledge so that you can go to a more intuitive eating approach. But without this knowledge first, that can yeah. be very difficult and you know learning to track your food it it can seem really daunting at first um and difficult but it it's it's not and um i'd say first off is to just find out you know your maintenance calories where where you neither gain nor lose weight and just keep a food diary of what you eat for about a week, everything, everything, every lick, every bite, that nut here, you know, everything. Um, and then you can download a nutrition app like MyFitnessPal. There's another one that people recommend called Chronometer, um, and just take some time to get used to that. And then you can you can yeah. start logging your food in there. And I mean, we all have sort of tips on how to use it. You know, there's, you know, and again, it, do, it does not have to be rocket science when you're starting out. Like just 
you know, you're logging the basics and it will show you how much you're eating. And with that, you can just, you can weigh yourself. So if you, if your weight doesn't change, you'll know that what you've logged are your actual maintenance calories. If you, if you lose weight, then, yes. <laughs> you know, they're not. And if you gain weight, then they're not. But do it for about a, a week. And it, it's very eye-opening writing down what you eat in a day. A lot of people are, you know, pretty shocked. If you're someone who's like, oh, I'm, I'm such a hard gainer. But you look at what you eat over a week. You're like, wow, actually, that's nothing. Or if you're someone who's like, I eat nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. Cause... Exactly. I, I got tagged into on story, a client's story the other day because someone asked them a question because they were they're a trainer as well. Yeah. And they asked me to basically went to the list, you know, um, I've been eating healthy, I was losing weight, and now it's just stopped. Right? You know, so I was relatively new to exercise. I've lost a lot of weight quite quickly. And so mm-hmm. I gave an answer, then the person contacted me directly. I said, look, problem is you've not been tracking. So what's happened is, as your weight's gone down, you made no adjustments to your diet at all. Mm-hmm. So basically, what you were eating at the beginning to elicit was a deficit. To elicit that fat loss was a deficit. But your current weight is no longer a deficit. Yeah. So you've got to, without tracking, you know, initially, you know, it's, it's hard to, to learn this that actually, where am I really? What, you know, how much sauce do I stick on stuff? How much is it? Is it improves that mindfulness of what's actually going into your meals. Mm. Like, you know, how much ketchup, how much sugar goes into things. You know, make a cup of tea. How much sugar do you stick in your cup of tea? Or how much, you know, liquid calories you're consuming without realising because, you know, you know, you buy, you know, some sort of, pre-made coffee or something, I don't know. Yeah. It could be anything, but, you know, it's easy to lose fat initially, and we know this by just cutting down calories. But, you've got to keep the calories in line with what you lose. And plus, you don't want them too low, because as we know, you know, you're going to switch back to thyroid function. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to crash your system where, you know, your body won't want to lose weight because it'd be too stressed cortisol levels are up so you want to keep your food as high as you can get away with whilst losing body fat and the only way to know that is to, to know the numbers to be able to play with them yeah yeah knowing the numbers and the yeah. same with your training just understanding the yeah. the basics of energy balance of your macronutrients be an educated dieter and maybe when you're starting out you know don't go straight into a deficit just spend a couple of months you know really focusing on good nutritional habits you know being consistent with your meal times making sure that your meals are balanced with all the macronutrients because a lot of people struggle with getting in protein so making sure you're getting your protein there if you're someone who it's not sort of a big vegetable or fruit fan you know, making sure you're getting those in as well. And only when that is habit, you know, that it's a solid habit for you, it's easy, you know, then think about if, if fat loss is your goal, then going into that because, like Andy was saying, fat loss, it, it can get complicated. 
you know especially when you uh, when your metabolism adapts yeah. and you no longer start losing weight and you know it, if you don't really understand what's going on that can be really frustrating and you know you think there's something wrong with you but in fact that's normal if it didn't happen then well, I think I would be worried um, but knowing kind of what to do then um, you know and knowing that you just you cannot diet forever that doesn't help anybody and a lot of people just think that they're like right I'm gonna diet for a whole year I'll get to my goal but it, it just doesn't work like that so it's always good to spend some time building a, a solid foundation um, before you go into something more specific yeah so it's the same thing I see with uh... No, I'm going to say it's the same thing I see with guys here who want to compete. And you get guys started, they have no idea about training or nutrition, you know, a lot of guesswork. And in six months, you know, I get a DM and I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking of doing the Mr. Kenya Iron Fit. And it's like, here's my picture. And you're like, you're not, you know, like everyone assumes just because you're lifting weights and you're sort of. Uh, it's like skinny lean let me just you know you have the skinny abs and you've been lifting weights for a few months you feel like you're growing everyone wants to do a show but it's like you said you need time to build the muscle so that when you cut there's actual muscle for you to present in case you want to do like competitive bodybuilding so just just like the person doing it for health the same way before doing a cut where or a fat loss phase you need to build some muscle, you need to build up your nutrition, your training before you can go into any sort of deficit or, um, I guess, recomp phase, so to speak. Yeah, I, you know, I'll go back to saying, clear touch on it, and that's like starting at maintenance, because one thing I find majority of my class is under eating, mm-hmm. not over eating, under eating. And you know, people find it really hard to eat to my the macros I set, as in, hit those numbers. One, they, they've got so used to skipping meals during the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you, you know, when you're setting up your nutrition, you need to say, right, I need to learn how to eat at maintenance. I need to learn how to get, how much that food looks like mm-hmm. for me to understand then, right, deficits are going to be like this. Yeah. You only then change the structure of your day, you keep them the same, you just reduce the slight portion sizes. Um, I mean, you input those numbers. But, you know, people like, you know, can't say, yeah, just when your power went off, I was listening to a check-in audio message, yeah. and that guy I coached in South Africa was saying, oh, he actually had to, he was really white because he had to his calorie count, which seemed really high because he's always on, like the other guy. And he thought he's going to wake up bloated and all this, and he woke up a lot leaner. I was like, oh yeah, you, you, and you're still in a deficit. That's the thing. I was like, yeah, you can, yeah. It's not like you just, yeah, hit rows, calories. The other thing I started doing with clients actually is what people that when they work during the week under eat, I keep their calories lower during the week and give them two days of actual way higher calories on the weekend. Yeah, just to make sure their weekly calorie consumption is still within that figure because some people would work just miss meals then. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how often I say set a time or set alarms on your phone, you know, they just don't do it. And so I've started trying to take a slightly different approach where I look at it as a week mm-hmm. and, you know, right, 
let's give them 48 hours of uh, plenty of carbs and then yeah if you have a week they're gonna be low but you know it's what fits into your lifestyle as well but you know know, working working and staying at maintenance when you're new to it is, is a really great place to be and again when you are a beginner you can see a bit of body recomposition which is where you build some muscle and lose body fat just a little bit. I mean, don't have massive expectations for that. But in general, maintenance is a great place to be. And yes, most women are under eating, you know, and, and if you have come from a history of uh, like eat, disordered eating, um, you know, maintenance, again, it's, it's a really, really good place to be. And when you are starting out, there's a lot going on. You don't want to overwhelm yourself now with, you know, trying to be in a deficit or anything like that so you know you'll still see results if you're at maintenance when you're starting out and it it takes a long time to build these habits and for these habits to be sort of rock solid through stressful times as well because it is in stressful times that either you're a stress eater or you don't eat and how or if you're going on holiday how how are you going to handle that so having those having experience with that and learning to put strategies into place and make coping mechanisms is really important um and we say it a lot you like you don't always have to have extreme goals of six pack abs by christmas or you know biceps by december you know just your goal can be like just learning the basics and being at maintenance if most people did that for like the first year of their fitness journey that would be amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. mm. <laughs> and, and the other thing to realise is you don't need all the fancy supplements. Yeah. I get like, I mean, you clients come on and go, oh, what do you think about this supplement, that supplement, this supplement? And half the time I say, look, you're just going to be wasting your money. You don't need it. You know, unless, and the only one that says, yeah, we've obviously a major oil, D3. But I also say, because a lot of people struggle with this, you take their protein, so they get, get the protein supplement. Yeah. They're a bit creative. Right, or get away with creating it, whatever it may be. But reality is, you don't even need that if you're eating properly. So mm-hmm. someone who's short on money, you know, we can't afford coach, you want to get into training, we don't have a lot of money, just focus on being able to feel the best food you can for your goals. Yeah. And that's the best food you can, you know. Look for, you know, depends where you live. Like, you know, here by the lake, there's people selling fish. You know, if I was short money, I'd just deal with the guys on the late by fish. I'd probably live with fish or speak to, you know, you know, the chicken farms and, and buy, you know, chicken direct from the farms. Yeah, there's ways around things. You know, it, it may be a case of, like, you know, looking for cheap protein sources if you're short money. Things like yogurts and cottage eggs. cheeses. Yeah. Eggs. 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 Eggs are great. You know, get yourself a chicken. Yeah, you know, eggs are amazing. Get to eggs, hopefully, you get to eggs today, one every other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, get a few chickens, or, or, or I have a friend who's got chickens, and ask if they give you, you know, a few eggs or buy them cheap on them. You know, but the fact is, in, you know, it can be you know, I grew up not particularly well for you. In my family, lived on things like beef bits. You know, it could be things like looking for cheaper cuts of meat. You know. But again, there's a the dairy side, so you've got milk, yogurts, cottage cheese, you know. It's all it's all protein in there, you know. Um, 
Is it optimal? Probably not, but you know, it's still protein. It will work out over the day. If you're vegetarian, look at combining those protein sources. You know, beans and rice or lentils and rice. You know, and start. You know, or looking for if you can quinoa, which is probably a little bit more expensive, or or some of the soy products. You know, I know you can get a big lump of you know. What's it called? Um, tofu. Yeah. And it's not that particularly that expensive, you know. Um, but, you know, they are a complete protein source. Um, so there are, like, slightly cheap options. You don't have to get... When money allows it, yeah, get the best steaks, the best chicken, or the, um, all this stuff. It doesn't have to be like that. Oh, funny story. You know, it's just mentioned earlier. My birthday was a couple of weeks, three weeks ago, whenever it was. Yeah. Went to my mum's house... And she didn't get me a birthday cake because she knew I was in prep. So she bought me and roasted the chicken. Oh. She roasted the chicken and gave that to me as a little birthday present. Oh, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I only took off the breast, the weight and breast, and then gave the legs to, to my older brother. Oh, oh nice. That's so funny. I was like, I can't even eat like the skin of this chicken off the plate. Yeah, true. Thank oh. you, I appreciate it. It's Aww. definitely better than that. The best part birthday of the chicken. Shows yeah. that yeah, she was thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, but anyway, you know, going off topic. But things like actually, like, you know, I buy chickens here, the chicken farms in bulk at anywhere between two and four hundred shillings for a whole chicken. Because oh, I feed nice. them to dogs often. Um, and then actually, if I ran out of chicken. I still know I've got chickens in the freezer for the dogs, so I'll take one of those and get an chicken yeah. to it. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll take the breast off. But, you know, so, yeah, and I buy them, you know, I buy such large quantities, I can get them often for 200 shillings a chicken, you know, 250. You know. Yeah. We buy about 80 chickens a month, 86. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, when, when I started, I, I remember my bulk of my meals was milk, eggs, beans. And bread. And look at him now. No, yeah, I, I have no idea yeah, about chicken. I got beef mints. You know, when I was um, a young guy, I would go find the cheapest frozen chicken, which was usually pumped in the water as you cooked it, to save the pan for a little water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the cheapest beef, frozen beef mints. But you know what? I could afford it and it wasn't useless. Yeah, it, 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 well, it it's, worked. So many people think, you know, if you start lifting weights, you have to be like a bodybuilder. Yeah, and like you said, Andy, have all these crazy supplements. You, you really don't. You and again, when you're starting out, your body is so new to all of this that you will do really well just, yeah, getting in what you can. Yeah. I mean, you probably just prioritizing protein at every meal will be a huge difference to you. Um, you know, and, and again, when all of this becomes easy, becomes habit, and you want to take things next level, that's when you start looking, you know, more to maybe prioritizing different cuts of meat, or if you're like, okay, you know, I want to, you know, I want to, you know, focus on my performance, maybe I'm going to, you know, invest in some supplements then, but we would we would never recommend that if you can't even get normal protein in every meal. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> true, true, true. That's the thing, and if you if if I always say this to people, don't let you know your life get out of control chasing something like that. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you're spending so much on 
trying to get lean, it's causing you so much stress because you've got no money for anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the stress is going to be counterproductive anyway, so you might well dial it back, find a way to be less stressed, just go out walking initially. You'll still lose weight just by being active. Yeah. You know, you've got to do what you can do with your life. There's no point doing something rich visible just to look a certain way. No, it is. And I mean, it really isn't. I mean, you've seen what Andy's having to do to get to his goal, which he's chosen. But, you know, if you set yourself up like that from the beginning, you'd just be like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. Yeah, miserable. But there's nowhere else to go. Like, I can't, and I think it was the other day, I, you know, when I did my check, and luckily it's positive, I think to myself, I'm not sure there's anything more I could do. You know what? An extra 10 minutes of cardio, like, literally, because. I don't have the, the hours of the day, the capacity, you know, yeah, I feel yeah. hungry and tired. So, you know, I'm okay because I'm only a few weeks out from the show. I know there isn't anything. If I was setting high program and I was doing this, you've got nowhere to go. You've yeah. got nothing. You're just going to burn out. Yeah, this isn't yeah, a long term. This isn't a thing, even Ollie said, this isn't a thing you would do with many clients. You've got to be someone who's in a good headspace, who's capable of Definitely. working. It takes time. I've done things leading up to this before so it's not like it's new to me if you jump straight into this straight away you you yeah and I, uh, Luke Tullock had a good analogy it's like when you put something in the microwave you know you warm it slowly first you don't just like crank it up put it in for five what? minutes and it's over okay well a normal person <laughs> you know you put it in, start slowly on a lower heat or whatever your microwave does but you're right you are right <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that was a good one and you know because we work with a lot of people who want fat loss and you know what they've done in the past is like literally from from the get-go crank the heat up put it in <laughs> for 10 minutes and it's like you've really got to think like what andy said where do you go from that where, where do you go? You've got to leave room for decreasing your calories and increasing your output. Um, and then, you know, decide if that's worth it to you. Because, yeah. like, how many hours of your day is, is dedicated to prep? I mean, the so that's, <laughs> yeah, it, you've, got to, you've got to really think, what, what can you realistically, sustainably and enjoyably you know, dedicate to your health and fitness, and you know it, it should support your lifestyle, not not be the exactly. the um. That's it. It should, be, it should be an enjoyable support yeah. to your lifestyle. There's no point doing things if you hate it. There's ways of if you just want to lose a bit of weight, you can do that by cutting your calories a little bit, being more active. If you're trying to build muscle and stuff, there's got to be a certain level of enjoyment to what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. And you know, because. You know, it takes up a portion of your day and you can be use it to do something that's fulfilling to you. So if it is something you enjoy, great. You can, you know, you, you end up building almost your day around that because that is your part of the day you enjoy most. Yeah, like for me, training is, and actually my evening steps with adults are like my enjoyable part of the day. Like, right, I'm going to get my training in and I'm going to go for a walk. It's going to be great. And that's the bit I like with my day. And... So my day is based on most. Um, and that makes me happy. Otherwise, if this made me miserable, even the two hours of cardio doesn't make me miserable. 
Yeah. Better not butt hurt, but <laughs> spin bike, but it doesn't make me miserable because I get enjoyment out of getting, you know, forcing my body to, to, to look a certain way, you know, that's enjoyable to me. I've got a shelf in my kitchen with a big box of quality streets on, Stroop waffles from Amsterdam Airport, all kayas, popcorn, there's some sesame bars, there's everything up there. I look at it every day and I laugh because there is no <laughs> temptation to eat it. Yeah. There's no because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah. And I know there's time in my life I can eat that stuff, but you know, in the off season, I plan it into my days. It doesn't bother me because I know now how to sort of juggle my calories. I know how to, you know, not instant gratification and delay mm. the gratification. Yeah. I get, you know, a certain level of satisfaction from training really hard mm. and going to bed knowing I. Work my ass off that day. I'm just gonna pull into bed, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Does does take a mindset. It does. does like I mean, I'm not doing 20k steps, but I do 16. And people are like, "How do you do it?" And I'm like, "I really enjoy it. If yeah. I didn't, I wouldn't. I would find a different way." Yeah. So you re- exactly. you really have to enjoy it. Like we're we're the same as you, Andy. We we keep chocolate in the house, and people laugh at us. And and you're like, "How do you do that?" I'm like, "Cause." It's mm-hmm. not a temptation. Like we we know we can have it if it's fitting in with our goals. You know, it's it's it. We, ours is not like a restrictive yeah. lifestyle with rules and things like that. We're just driven by our goals and like, do you know? Do we want this? Do we need this? Is it in alignment with my goals? That kind of thing. Yeah. And it just it really does take time to get to this point. But by what we've been saying, just really taking the time to be an educated dieter, an educated weightlifter, um, and then put, you know, it's nothing is quick. Yeah. <laughs> nothing is quick, you know. It takes a couple of years. And, you yeah. know, those years of just building that foundation will really, really pay off and be enjoyable because you're not setting unrealistic and, you know, pretty crazy goals for yourself. Yeah, true. 100%. Well, I think that's a good place to end this podcast. We will uh, put some of our favorite people to follow who have either YouTube channels um, or or Instagram pages um, and or eBooks that we would recommend. Um, We will make a list and put that below for you guys to follow. And of course, all our podcast episodes are awesome and cover the basics. I mean, we've done one on programming where we were pretty oh, yeah. detailed on how to that, set up your program. That one was very detailed. Yeah, you can you can go and listen to that and create your program from there. Yeah. Um, and like yeah, all, all of, hypertrophy, there's nutrition yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. There's, you know, I think we've even talked about vegetarian. Yes. Yeah, actually, our... Protein, sources. Yeah. yeah, there's everything in there. Um, can I say this to a lot of people? Yeah, because yeah, even our our first episodes were the basics of all of that. Yeah. <laughs> our first, first episodes. So, so you go, you can go back, listen to those. Um, all of our IG pages, we have, you know, really useful info. Um, free information. Everything is free. <laughs> I mean, everything is free. You can create an awesome program for yourself. And a nutrition plan for free. I know. Crazy. 
Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we will we will leave that there. Andy's probably got another hundred million steps to yeah. go. He just uh, he just. Oh, yeah. you haven't eaten yet. He just kept getting leaner as the show went. I know. Wait, wait. The, we the want to see the veins are... on your abs. Can we get a, a preak? His cheeks oh, kept on getting, getting. Send a photo. All right, all right. Cheeks, Not for your fans. His yeah. cheeks kept getting deeper. Start seeing like ridiculous four eggs to come up. Like after I eat later, yeah. maybe just a little bit of vegetables push those up. Yeah. <laughs> Some vegetable, vegetable power. Oh uh, well. Yeah. You... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, geez. we we do apologise for the uh, terrible internet. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully that won't detract from your enjoyment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've got some awesome speakers lined up. Um, yeah, there's some great episodes coming up. Really good yeah. ones coming up. We well, Annie, you're traveling next weekend, so are we. So, um, we will try and be as uh, what's the word? What? Uh, not too quiet, no, no, not too quiet. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can't remember the word, but you will be seeing us consistent, consistent. Sorry, well, <laughs> my favorite al- word. She's also been cutting, so she's for yeah, yeah, low cut problems. Oh, <laughs> man, yeah, oh. it's. Well, I actually just did have an almond yeah. croissant. That's what I was eating while you were doing your cardio, Andy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but that just shows like the difference between bodybuilding, like losing fat for bodybuilding and losing fat just for general yeah. life. Yeah. I, I can eat croissant and you can't. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, everybody have a great weekend or whenever you watch this. Have a great day. Yeah. And we'll see you in the next episode.